Hello and welcome to the Will to Win podcast. This is Alex Muir, helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance. And today's special uh, special guest episode is with Swati Singh. Swati was born on September 1st, 1981 in Bihar, India. She immigrated to the United States in 1985 with her family and grew up in Washington, D.C. area. By profession, Swati is a corporate recruiter three um, at Navy Federal Credit Union and a first-time author. In the last 14 years, she has, ha- she has hired thousands of professionals in uh, information technology, data science, analytics, and project management. Swati has a master's degree in human resource management from the University of Maryland, and currently, she lives in Maryland with her parents. And please welcome Swati Singh. And this episode is brought to you by RadioGuestList.com, the number one free radio guest podcast and talk show guest expert interview booking service on the internet. And welcome back to another episode. This is Alex Muir, helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance. And in today's episode of our special guest series, we have our special guest, Swati Singh. Swati um, has a background in human resource management. She got her degree or her master's degree from the University of Maryland. She was born in uh, Bihar, India, um, and then she immigrated to the U.S. in uh, 85 um, when she was only four years old. And she grew up in uh, uh, Washington, D.C., and then she currently resides in uh, Maryland currently right now. Um, And she does have an upcoming book, a memoir on her life, Watch Your Back coming out September 1st, 2020. We're not going to delve into too much detail on that today, but we'll give a few uh, little uh, tidbits and sneak peek um, into the life of Swati Singh. So uh, without further ado, Swati Singh, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Alex. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on today. And, uh, you know, um, from what you've told me, you've got some, uh, definitely got some uh, awesome things to touch touch base on, Um, you know, like regarding the domestic abuse and and, and other other topics as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really want our our listeners to, uh, you know, hear your story because it's a very powerful story. And I actually was, you know, from your, your initial email that you sent me, um, I would, I really, I really want to read through it and really let it sink in because I always like to really, you know, really um, read the, the depth behind everyone's story. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I really want to hear it from yourself and get it in audio format for the podcast episode today. So yeah, uh, Swati, I'll let you take it from here. Sure. Okay. Well, well, thank you so much um, for, for the time and, and of course to, to speak with me here today. Um, so yeah, I, um, where should I start? I guess I'll just kind of give you like on a high level, I'll tell you a little bit about, uh, about my book, about myself. Uh, so yeah, I uh, am from, of course, the, the DC area. Uh, I, uh, my daytime job, I work at this company called Navy Federal Credit Union. I am in their human resource department. Uh, but outside of that, I love writing. I previously had my own uh, blog page, uh, but now I, uh, I, I actually turned my blogs into a full-fledged memoir, and it is my book. It's going to be releasing September 1st this year. It's called Watch Your Back, and uh, it is, uh, like I said, it is a personal memoir, and this is where I am basically talking about um, 
I, I, I'm, I'm discussing my viewpoint on certain social topics uh, and how these social topics have been kind of influenced by my firsthand experience with domestic violence. Uh, so some of the social topics, topics that I talk about, just for example, is I kind of talk a little bit about how karma, my, my opinion on karma, patriarchy, uh, no desire to have any children, things like that. Uh, but but the beginning, I'd say the first half of the book really is about my journey, my personal journey, uh, what circumstances I, I kind of had to fight to get some personal independence, uh, how I met my, you know, now my ex-husband, uh, how that turned abusive, how I left, and now the status of my life of everything today. So on a high level, that, that's a little bit about uh, Wash Your Back. No, yeah, really well said and uh, kind of gives us a little sneak peek into what's to come. And we're definitely going to be doing a uh, follow up as episode in the future before your uh, book launch, because I definitely want to get we'll definitely want to hear a little bit more, uh, you know, high level stuff uh, mm-hmm. that has to do with your book. OK, perfect. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit about um, when you when you left your your relationship. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, how, how, how what 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 point did you reach to to get to that point? Like. How did you, how did you just say, you know what, enough's enough. I'm done. I'm done with what's going on. I won't, I won't tolerate anymore. Um, you know, what, what kind of, what was that pivotal, pivotal point for you? Sure. So, um, so just before I kind of get into my personal story, dealing with the, with domestic abuse, I I do want to just kind of clarify. I am, of course, you know, I'm, I don't want to say that I'm like an expert in this field. You know, I, I don't, I'm not a psychologist. I don't have a degree. I don't have any work experience in this field. Anything that I talk, talk about today or just in general on this subject is based on my own personal experience. Uh, I'm actually still learning the subject as I move along because I'm still kind of going through that, that recovery. So I, I don't want to portray myself as some, some expert in this area. Again, I'm just simple person kind of talking about my own uh, journey dealing with it. So that's what I just want to can kind of put out there before I start talking about my actual story. No, no, for sure. And I just want to also reiterate to our audience as well, you know, just because you don't have a background or an education or something does not mean that your personal experience, um, you know, personal experience is still a very big, big deal. So um, yeah, right. also, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, so your question was, when did I decide to leave? Um, so I, I did try leaving a couple of times. Um, I, I've kind of lost track of how many times I tried leaving because uh, it, it, you know, I would leave and then eventually I would go back again. Uh, you know, we were living out of state. Anytime things would get really bad, I had an excuse of trying to, you know, find a job back in my hometown and I had an excuse of living back, you know, moving back to my family. So anytime things were were bad and I, and I thought, okay, I I can't live with him anymore. I moved back to, to the DC area until things started improving. And then I would go back and move, move in with him again. And then it was just like a very vicious cycle where I was just kind of going in circles. Uh, But the, but the very final time where I left for good was actually July 5th of 2019. Um, So it's pretty, pretty recent. Um, So yeah, that's when things escalated. And I said, enough is enough. And I left. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
And then um, when when you left and you went back to Maryland, mm-hmm. you mentioned right with uh, to live back with your parents. Yeah. And then is that when you got the, the this job with the Navy Credit Union? Uh, yes, that that is correct. Uh, so when I was living, well, before before I moved back uh, permanently with my parents in July, I was uh, working for a DC based company, but I was living in Wisconsin with, with my ex. We, my my company approved me to work remotely a hundred percent. So, so I, I was doing that. But when I moved back to the area after I left him this last time, I, I kind of felt like I was starting all over again. And even professionally, I started working. I got this job at Navy Federal Credit Union in September, so just a couple months later. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, so I've been here. Yeah, I've been working here since then, and I've been living here since since then. So uh, I'm in a much happier space now. No, no, for sure. And this would have been September 2019, right? Yes, everything's pretty recent. All oh wow, in 2019. Yeah. yeah, 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 and that's that's really interesting thing too. Like. Um, I'm, I don't know if you're noticing it, but nowadays a lot, you know, partly because of what's going on, but also, mm-hmm. you know, you know, after everything, you know, whenever that is, after everything does subside with the coronavirus, which I don't know when that will be, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of businesses and companies are trying to find ways to go remote, yeah. especially if something like this happens again in the future. Um, so I feel like, because like it just happened so quickly and all of a sudden, you know, a lot of businesses weren't prepared. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's, you know, a lot of layoffs or, and stuff going on and a lot of people out of work. Right. Um, but because, you know, again, depending on the company, like some companies are definitely trying to have some sort of software mm-hmm. in place where employees can work remotely and still get, still uh, stay on payroll. But again, that's going to be dependent on, you know, the company and if they're able to do that, um, yeah, well, well, luckily Navy does let us work remotely, so um, so that that is a perk here. Gotcha. Yeah, and then um, I also want to mention how long have you wanted to become an author? Because you said you've always had a passion for writing. Yeah, I, I it's it's been kind of like an ambition. I don't even know how long. I'd say on and off for several years. Um, I've always liked to, I've, I've, I've always loved writing and I've always loved storytelling through writing. Um, mm-hmm. It was more like, you know, I, it was, I thought it was just kind of like a hobby just to write. But then as I grew older, I started experiencing more important things in life. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a book. So I, I finally did. And then in 2019, I actually started my own blog page um, in, in January of 2019. And I spent the entire year uh, writing nonstop. Uh, it was, you know, just about everything my book is, is, is about. And then I, uh, by the end of the year, I finished it and I submitted my manuscript to a couple of publishing companies so yeah I mean this is a dream that I've had for a long time for years on and off Uh, I didn't think that I I had it in me to make it a reality but but I did so I'm 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 happy to do that and to be here no that's really awesome and it's awesome that you went that you went with your gut and you went after your uh, your passion Uh, because writing is definitely no easy task it takes a lot of um um takes a lot of um, structuring of your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I find very remarkable about authors is like they, good writers, they, they know how to articulate and organize their thoughts in a, 
very coherent manner. So I'm someone that definitely needs to work on my writing. Um, I have a blog as well, mm -hmm. but, but I definitely, yeah, I'm always intrigued for, you know, to interact with, you know, fellow authors and writers and, uh, and what kind of um, platform were you on to write your blog? Did you just do blogger or WordPress or a website? Uh, yeah, or... I was on WordPress. Uh, WordPress. Yeah, oh. I was using that, but it was it was just only for one year, and then it expired. My account, so, so oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so it's no longer valid. But uh, so with with my book that I'm, you know, of course I'm I'm starting to promote it now. I just uh, started my own author website, so over there I am going to start blogging again. Um, so, uh, so yep, uh, that, that website is going to be all about, of course, my, my book, uh, my events and, you know, anytime I've done interviews and just anytime I'm in the news, but a big part of it is also going to be my blog pages. So I'm just mm -hmm. kind of brainstorming uh, some topics here. Gotcha. And can you use any of that old, those old blog posts that you have from WordPress or did it, since it expired, it's all, it's all gone? Well, or is, there, or is there any way that you can kind of, if you found some good, you know, good writing in there that you wanted to use for your, um, to help promote your book? Like, would you be able to use well, that? Or? That expired, but luckily I saved all of them. I, mm. I saved all of the, all of the chapters, all of the blog, uh, blog pages that I wrote. And also some of them I actually put in my book too. Um, so, oh, some okay. of them are some yeah. social topics too. So some of them are in there, but in general, uh, yeah, all of them are saved on my, on my personal laptop. So I have it. Very good. Very good. That's good. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, Oh, that would really be, that would really be kind of crappy yeah. if you weren't able to get a hold of those. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's incredible to do. Yeah. Like right. And how long is the, the memoir? Like for like le the length the of the book? Length? So it's more on the word count. And I'd say right now I am around 24,000 words. Um, okay. But the thing is that right now it's in the editing phase. So my publishers are editing it. Um, so I don't know how long they're going to take. Um, I'm just kind of bracing myself because I'm like, oh, gosh, they're going to kind of tear it apart now. So, uh, no, but either way, uh, it, the number, the word count number could increase or, or decrease depending on their feedback. Uh, I don't know when you convert it into a book, how many pages that, that ends up being, but because we, we go off of word, uh, word count more than the number of pages. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. that makes sense. And then for your blog or your website, Miss Cynicism, what made you want to come up with that well, name? Now I know I would, yeah, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. I was just going to say, cause I noticed that's the name of the blog, mm -hmm. but um, because of what you've gone through, um, have, do you feel like you, you want to call that because you, you view life a little bit more cynically? Is that yeah. Why? So there's a little story behind that. Well, well, I actually do want to update, uh, you on something. So as of today, I did sure. change my, my website. So it's actually, uh, it's no longer misfinicism.com. It's actually, uh -oh. yeah, it's actually, uh, .org. Uh, so it's just my first and last name dot org. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. I, I, they ran out of dot com. That's really what I wanted, but I guess somebody took it before I could. Uh, so yeah, that that that's my uh, that's my new updated website. But um, but the reason I initially uh, titled it cynicism is because that was actually my my name when I was blogging previously. Um, and yeah, that that's kind of like the brand that I've kind of created. Not 
not in a negative way, not in a bad way, but, but the truth is, I mean, a lot of people do see me, like people who know me well, they probably, you know, they do see me as, as they might think that I'm, I am cynical about, about life, about people. And I'm like, you know what, I, I'm sorry, but yeah, I am a little cynical. I just don't trust a lot of people and you can't really blame me for that. You know? Well, no. Yeah. Anyone, anyone's going to be a little bit more cynical if they've gone through some traumatic events like that. Like, yeah, exactly. I would be like, if I went through it, I know I would be, I would be very hesitant to trust anyone. Yeah. And and the thing is that even there have been phases in my life where I wasn't this way, where I like, where I, you know, looked at the glass half full when I was like, you know, let's just be positive. And uh, anytime that happened, or anytime I had that mindset, it backfired, something went wrong again. So I said, you know what, F it, I'm not going to, you know, I just don't trust people anymore. And I don't trust situations anymore. I feel like I can only trust myself. And of course, I can trust Mm -hmm. my loved ones around me, my, you know, very small group of people who actually trust but 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 yeah that's that's what the whole blog page uh or blog site was about is my cynical opinions about some topics that um, that i've been thinking a lot about and a lot of those opinions have been kind of uh, influenced by my experience as a survivor of domestic violence as a survivor of so many adversities uh so yeah that's kind of like the the meaning or the story behind that name gotcha gotcha yeah, and thanks for thanks for sharing that with us. And um, yeah, what's some other things I'm trying to think with? Oh yeah, you mentioned also in your in your email, um, you have a very strong photographic memory. Yeah. So now was that because you were mentioning that you would remember like your house back when you were really really young, and you know, um, and I feel like people that go have that have gone through significant you know, traumatic events or yeah, any, any, any kind of hardships for that matter. I feel like it, it, you come out stronger, but you, you are, you articulate your thoughts very differently. And yeah. So like, can you, can you explain to our audience kind of like how, like how the, how you figure out that you had a photo, photographic memory or is there something that influenced that? Or do you always, always have a photographic yeah, memory? Yeah, I have, a, I think you might have seen that on my website under fun facts about me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause, uh, cause I mean, that is something that I did include in there uh, because I do have visuals of, of my house, uh, you know, when I was three, yeah. or, three years old in India, and most people don't remember, you know, their, their life at that age. Um, and, and the thing is having a, it's not just I, I purposely, of course, try to remember stuff. Things just stick to my head, obviously. And um, and, and the thing is that it, it's a little tricky, too, to have such a strong memory because it can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's a bad and, a, and it's a bad thing because it's harder to forget bad memories. Um, right. And, you know, a lot of people. Uh, people around me uh, have been actually the ones who pointed out that I remember random things about random people. So that's when it kind of, uh, that's one thing that I kind of realized about myself is that, wow, I really remember things that aren't even important. Um, but, but yeah, like I said, it can, it can be good and bad, but, but the tricky part about having a really good memory is that when there are times where I genuinely can't remember something, people don't believe me. 
you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> they don't. they're like, okay, now you're just having selective memory here. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I genuinely don't remember this. And I'm not trying to deny it. I, so, so it's hard to kind of convince people about it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just kind of a lot of, a lot of gray shades to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what, and have you always wanted to get into human resources? Was that, was that something like when you were going into college that you always wanted to do? Or is it something that just you were very intrigued by and that you're like, you know what, I want to try this. I want to take no, this. No, I actually, in college, uh, I actually have a bachelor's degree in communication studies. Um, so I wanted to actually be a journalist uh, because, oh. you know, even during that time, I, I loved writing. And uh, but but as I grew older and I, uh, you know, I, I went to graduate school. I uh, took some prerequisite courses within like the HR um, field. And of course I did well. And uh, during the time when I was in graduate school, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was working, uh, I just ended up getting this job at a staffing company uh, as a headhunter, which I loved and I was do- and, I, and I did well. And so then kind of working in HR, going to graduate school, I figured this might be the best field for me to pursue my, my master's degree in because I actually love being in HR. So, uh, so that's, that's why I decided to pursue it. And I'm still in HR 14 years later. Wow. Incredible. Yep. Thank you. That's awesome. And, and then it's, and then it's for the Navy federal credit union. So, is that specifically for so like uh, Navy clients only? Um, yeah, it's for their or members. Uh, yes. Members, so okay. They help military uh, members, military families. Uh, it's a credit union. It's the world's largest credit union. Yeah. So I, I am in their HR department. So I am um, a corporate recruiter level three there. So uh, so so far since I've been there. You know, I've been recruiting for a ton of positions and hiring people like within Comptroller, uh, you know, some IT, some BSA positions, uh, just just to name a few. But, yeah, I, I do recruit directly for the company. That's awesome. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, what else? What else was going to ask you here? Oh, and yeah, I noticed that you visited 19 states so yeah. far. Yep. Yeah, that's quite a bit. What's what's your what's what's been your favorite state so far that you visited? Well, I mean, I don't think anything compares to my hometown, but, but yeah, if I was yeah. to kind of uh, pick something apart uh, from my hometown. I would say New York. Uh, New, York New York is definitely my, I mean, New York City is my favorite city. I would say if I could move there in a heartbeat, I would. Uh, I didn't like it at first when I was, when I was, when I moved there in the beginning. And I think part of that is probably because I had just gotten married and I wasn't happy. And I kind of became bitter about where I was living because of that. But outside of the marital part, uh, I, I really loved working in New York City, um, uh, but out of every place that I've been to in the country, that that's definitely the that that's definitely my favorite. Right on, right on. Yeah, New York. I I still have yet to go there yet. I definitely want to check it out in the future. But because I really want to see uh, Wall Street, I want to see a New York Knicks game, New York Rangers game, uh, the Yankees oh. game. Because me and my dad are big sports fans, so 
we'll probably I'll probably try and bring my my family and go there. It'd be yeah, really cool. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a ton of things to do there. So yeah, and apparently the way my friends describe it because one of my friends went and they said literally like one street feels like a city. Yeah, <laughs> that that's. It's just so like it looks so close, but everything's just so. That's big. why I titled my my chapter "Small Fish in the Big Pond." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, that is makes actually sense. my favorite chapter, by the way, out of the entire book. That that is my favorite one. Small fish in a big pond. Yeah. Small fish in a big pond. And another thing I wanted to ask was. Um, uh, about your opinion on karma and patriarchy. Oh, karma and patriarchy. Yes. Uh, so these are uh, topics that I did talk about, or I did write about. I'm sorry, I did discuss extensively. There, they each of them are in different chapters. Uh, so I, I guess I'll kind of uh, go into. I, I'll I'll just kind of tell you a little bit about my uh, my reason behind writing about those topics. Um, so I. Uh, to me, karma is very mysterious, obviously, and I don't think any of us will really understand how it works. It's very, you know, it's, it's mysterious, it's confusing, it's tricky. Um, I wanted to write about it because for the last several years, I've been kind of thinking about my own karma, you know, um, mistakes that I might have made in the past, good deeds, bad deeds, um, you know, things that are coming back to me today maybe uh, things that aren't going so well or things that I have that have gone not so well is it because is it is it because of my own deeds that I put out there in the universe that I hurt somebody and now this is happening to me kind of thing uh, so that's why I, I wrote about that because it's all about spirituality uh, obviously I'm not an expert in this field but uh, but one big piece of this of this chapter that I also added was just my views on religion too uh, because I used to be very religious you know I, I'm Hindu so I, I used to fast during all the Hindu holidays uh, and then over the years I've actually become agnostic you know I don't really feel much you know, I don't really want to go on the tra track of talking about religion and God here, but yeah, that's my, my views become, have become agnostic. So that's the, my whole uh, discussion on karma. Um, and when you read about that in the chapter, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll understand it more and, and the examples that I give. Gotcha. And what does uh, agnostic mean? Uh, agnostic is that you believe, from my understanding, is that you believe that there's a God, but you're not as religious like i i believe that there's god i'm just not i'm just not religious right. like i'm not you know i'm not denying yeah. that, that there is a god i'm just not i i'm accepting i i'm uh, agreeing and i am believing that that there is but i'm just not religious about it right right because that's that's like another word for the other word there's another word for being non-religious um atheist? i just forget i just forget what it's called no, yeah atheist yeah is that no is that similar no. No, to, uh, that's no? completely oh. different from my understanding i mean i i don't i don't have a background oh. in theology so, so <laughs> gotcha. is uh from my yeah. understanding the atheist is kind of like you don't, don't believe in god at all so uh, oh okay okay so i i would definitely say i i, I am personally oh, agnostic okay. yeah 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 definitely yeah because i because like mm -hmm. on the karma thing i definitely believe you put out good you get back good you put out bad you get back you know some sort of bad um in different ways that that's my my understanding and like 
And as I've gone through my life, I've noticed Mm -hmm. it happen that way. Um, But then, like you said, sometimes things are random happen and you have no control. And you're like, what the heck? Why did that just happen? I've been putting out good and lots of good. And then all of a sudden this, you know, bunch of bad happened all of a sudden. So that's where, like, that's where karma does get tricky because you can be doing all the right things and then have all the wrong things happen all of a sudden out of, right. out of the blue. It seems like, so that's <laughs> like where, God is kind yeah. of picking and choosing, you know, what. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 you need, you need yeah, to go through a little exactly. more. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, such a deep topic yeah. though. I mean, there's just so much, it it's is. very complex. It is. Uh, yeah. 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 No, it definitely is. And uh, do you still currently do any, any fasting? No, not at all. Um, I no. actually don't even yeah, like yeah. to go to the temple. Yeah, oh, really? I don't even like to yeah. go to the temple. So, um, I mean, if I have to go with my family, I will. But I, like, mentally, I'm my mind is just not there. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it, again, it's like different, you know, different mm-hmm. phase in your life, and or just or just it's just not, you know, that's just not your thing anymore. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you also asked me about yeah. patriarchy. Uh, yeah yeah i want to know a little yeah more about that's that. like yeah. another complex topic and in my book um i wrote about patriarchy uh because more more from the view of being an indian woman i'd say just because of my culture i mean it it, it is a very patriarchal culture uh and i'm not you know mm-hmm. i don't want to say anything against or say anything bad against the indian culture i love my culture um i'm just saying that this is like the patriarchy is just basically a system against um you know where men have the power and 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 to clarify i don't believe in matriarchy either or patriarchy i believe in equality so i believe men and women should have Mm -hmm. equal powers it should not just be for one gender so um i to me i i well i guess if you learn the hindu culture a little bit closer a lot of the holidays that we celebrate are all uh kind of revolved around men and it's not where women are never celebrated um at least not the ones that i know i I, and that's what i kind of write about because i feel like it's such a doubled standard i mean here we are uh you know just always celebrating the father the husband the son the brother and and that kind of encourages uh, men to have that patriarchal mindset and 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 think like they're the heroes of the family um and I don't agree with right. that. It's something that, uh, you know, I've even seen, of course, I grew up with. So, of course, it, it exists in my family, too. And I'm trying to uh, make, I'm trying to change this mindset with, you know, at least, you know, within my own homes, so like the next generation can kind of follow that. And I'm trying to pave the way for them. So that's really like the main mm-hmm. topic I talk about when it comes to patriarchy in my book. So I, I talk more in depth about it. No, I really like that because, and yeah, for our listen, listeners as well, like um, I, I'm a huge believer in equality and, and I, and I, and a prime example is let's say, you know, me and my girlfriend, again, this, mm-hmm. this could be a small example, but you know, I'll, I'll mention it anyway. Um, let's say me and my girlfriend are going for dinner and I let her do all the ordering. I let her choose what we eat, choose what we drink, you know, I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. And like, cause, cause I feel like, you know, even in North American culture too, like, um, yeah, like it just feels like the man, the man just feel, it just feels like men still feel they need to make all the decisions yeah. too. 
And that's a form of patriarchy, which I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, Because, you know, like, there's some things that, you know, in a really, you know, depending on the man and depending on the woman, um, there's some things that men are very good at, some men and some women are very good at. And, and it's like, in your relationship, it's, it's the same thing. You, you want to, you want to play to your strengths. Like, there's times where I can be very outgoing. And then there's times where I don't want to talk at all. Um, and that's the same thing with my girlfriend. Like, so we really, we really play to our strengths in our relationship. And, um, and she, she likes, she likes taking mm-hmm. charge. And I like that she likes taking charge right. and I don't mind that at all. That doesn't bother me at all. That's like, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate it. Cause there's just, cause certain, certain decisions I, yeah. I don't like making. I'm all about, I'm all about big picture stuff. My girlfriend's okay. all about details. She's all about the details. Yeah. Right. So versus some women, they're all about big picture stuff. And some men are just all about the details. So it's like, you kind of got to, it's like having that understanding for your, you know, having that uh, understanding for yourself and also your partner. And me and my girlfriend really have that Mm -hmm. understanding for one another. And, and that's why it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just like, uh, I was reading this book by Ramit Mm -hmm. uh, Sethi or Ramit Sethi or however you say his name. And he's a, like a personal financial planner. Um, and he, he was mentioning that uh, his, his wife didn't like take it out of the trash. Mm-hmm. That's another example. And, and she's like, oh, I don't want to take out the trash. I don't want to do it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, no mm-hmm. problem. I'll, I'll take out the trash. And, you know, and that's the small scale stuff. But, you know, in even larger decisions, like I believe that, you know, a woman can make those decisions just as much as a man can. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of decision it is, big or small, but, you know, um, I just feel like it's just, you know, men, men, I mean, I'm speaking to all on behalf of all men, men need to spend more time on understanding their partner. They need to spend the time figuring out what their, what their partner wants, what their, what their partner likes and dislikes. They need to spend that time because we don't, that's the honest truth. Yeah. Uh, most men don't and it causes tension and it, and then, and then they're, they're, you know, the, the man's wife or, or uh, girlfriend is like, well, what the heck? Like you never spend the time to get to know me and understand me. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm moving on because there's going to be another guy that's going to want that, that's going to understand yeah. me better. Um, so, so that can be prevented and, you know, men can, men need to learn how to, uh, how to, how to just develop that understanding better. And that just, that just comes with doing your research and getting to know people and doing your homework like um it's it's very basic stuff but a lot of men that's where a lot of men fail and they don't they don't spend that time because they're too fixated on themselves or they're too fixated on their job or or their family and they're not yeah they're not there mentally with their yeah and and i can kind of go on and on about this topic itself but i'll try not to because obviously we don't have time but um but but yeah i i think that all that does begin uh it does start from childhood uh you know the way boys see how their you know little boys see how everyone at home interacts if they see like for example their sister's you know, cleaning up and, and they don't have to do anything. They grow up with the mentality that, yeah, cleaning up is going to be the wife's job, not, not his job, you know? So, and, and one thing that I have noticed after being married and just at, you know, from my life experiences, when, when a couple gets married, it, they, I don't think this is on purpose, but it just ends up naturally being this way where there really is a separate list 
of things to do for the wife versus the husband. And you don't notice it when you're in it, when you're living it, you don't notice it. I noticed it. I noticed this in other people. I noticed it in myself. The, the list is completely different. What you're responsible for, what, and what your spouse is responsible for. They say, you know, you're like, they say in marriage, you're one, but I think you're, the truth is you're not equal. Like there's always going to be that push and pull um, power struggle. But, but I do think that um, mm-hmm. automatically or naturally, maybe just women end up taking on that role of doing more at, you know, things around the house. And even though they're working outside, doing more like the d- domestic thing after, after having kids, it's like, you know, they're, they're the ones who have to do a little bit more of the adjustment, taking care of the kids with their career and doing everything at home. And, you know, their husbands, they are just out working. Not much has changed for them compare, in comparison. So I'm just, like I said, I'm just kind of using some examples here here and there, but this is a pretty uh, complex topic too. I just, uh, I just think it really, a lot of this starts with childhood and how little girls and little boys are raised. uh, Cause that really, you know, develops the kind of adult that they turn into. No, exactly. Um, And it, yeah, like you said, it all stems from your childhood and your upbringing and, uh, whatever you see is, is common that's going on, you're going to be like, well, Oh, that's okay. I can, you know, that's, that's what I have to do or that's what yeah. I'm going to do when I'm older. Um, Cause it's, it's all learned behavior. Right. And if they, and if met, you know, uh, little boys learn the wrong behavior or, or little girls are like, Oh, well, you know, like I have to clean more and stuff like that. Or I have to help with dinner more and stuff like yeah, that. And that's what exactly. they're going to think is normal. But, you know, I also want to say like, you know, to set the, to set the tone as well, like that, even though that's the way, you know, a lot of people live, like I, I, I always like, uh, I always like, like, especially telling my girlfriend, like, oh, hey, no, you don't have to do that. I, I, I got it. I got it. Like, cause I, cause I, I don't, I don't want to, cause like, she's just like, it's like, that's where we're mm-hmm. like, you know, we relate so well because like anytime we do stuff, it's like automatic, right? You just do it. And, you know, and that's great. But at the same time, I'm like, no, 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 just, you know, you just relax. You just relax. You, you, you right. sit down and just chill out. Right. Cause like, yeah, I don't, I don't like it when, um, when she feels she needs to do like all this stuff too. And when she yeah. just needs to chill sometimes too. Right. So yeah, I, I like, mm-hmm. I like making it very fair and equal. I don't, I don't like, I don't like it when it feels like, like I haven't been doing yeah, it. Enough. I don't exactly. like that. That's, that's the reason behind why I wrote about that topic. Yeah, no, and it's and it's a very good talk topic to talk about because it's still I don't think any, going on to this day. Yeah, and nothing, I, not I not much has changed. Not many people talk about. I mean, I, at least I don't think it's it's uh, talked about enough. Yeah, and I think the main reason a lot of people don't talk about it is because they don't know how to articulate it. They don't know how to explain it um, yeah, in in, in the way that we are. Like you know, we're 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 you know we're explaining it in pretty pretty simple terms as well, but. It, like you said, it can get, you know, complex. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a lot of variables that come into right. play with why people do what they do and behave the way they behave. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that's, uh, those are two big uh-huh. ones, karma and patriarchy for sure. Yeah. And then Oh yeah. Yeah. And actually, no, I don't want to delve into too many de- okay. details on the book chapters because <laughs> it's all, it's all springing to mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got to save it for the next interview. Um, let's see. 
And what would be, so I guess we've, we've, we've delved into a few of those social topics. We did, we talked a little bit about domestic abuse, karma, patriarchy. Is there any other main, other, other big ones as well that you wanted to discuss that were Uh, kind of on your mind that I, that I didn't, that I didn't uh, um, chime in on there? One, yeah, one, one other one that I actually remembered that we don't have to spend too much time on this topic, but I also did uh, write a chapter on uh, why I don't want any children, children. And I, you know, that, that is also right. an important topic, uh, especially for, for women to, to, to talk about and to read about. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't have biologically, I just don't have that urge to, to be a mother. Um, and people just don't understand. <laughs> people don't get it. It's like I've kind of, uh, you know, I personally kind of found freedom and independence and even money. I kind of got later in life, you know, when I was like 25-ish. And when I got that, I was like, oh, this this is nice. You know, it's, it's good to have all the freedom and independence. Uh, and then when I started seeing uh, what it's like when I see other people have kids and the sacrifices they have to make, I don't know. People can probably call me selfish, but I was like, I'm not giving up my freedom and independence to to do this. I mean, I love children. I love babies um, and babies love me. I grew up uh, taking care of uh, all of my nieces and nephews. I've been taking, you know, I've been kind of uh, playing with babies since I was seven years old. Uh, So I have, I know how to take care of kids. I just don't want any of my own, maybe because I don't want to be chained at home. Uh, to that and I don't mean to offend anybody by by saying this but um, but that's what the real reality is that especially for the woman you know for the mother you know you're gonna end up kind of being at home and everything else in your life is kind of on hold Um, so so I think that that's an important topic and and the other thing is that I, I I just whenever I used to tell people that, you know, when I was in my twenties and early, early thirties that I don't want any children, they would say, Oh, you'll change your mind. And I'm like, no, you're basically, dis- it's like, you're, you're dismissing. <laughs> I know what I want and what I don't want in my life. I mean, maybe I will change my mind, but it's kind of like, you're just, it sounds very dismissive. Like you're just not taking it seriously. I know what I want and don't want. And I, and I'm 38 years old. If I wanted a kid, yeah. I'm trying by now. No, no, for sure. And you know what? Uh, appreciate the honesty because most people, they just, um, they, they just, they, they just want to go with society's norms and, you know, and to be honest with you, people are not having kids uh, as much today. They just aren't. Um, people are focusing on their careers first, right? Cause, and I can understand why also too, from your, you know, your experience too, is like, like at one point, I, I think I even told my parents, I'm like, yeah, this was when I was 23. Okay. This is, this is a few years ago. I'm 27 now, but because that's, that's just, that was younger Alex. And he's just like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm having kids. I'm probably mm-hmm. gonna get a vasectomy um, at 23. And yeah, I said it jokingly, but at the same mm-hmm. time I was, you know, semi-serious because I have my own yeah. commitments. I want to get out of the way first um, because, you know, it's not selfish. It's just, What's a priority for you? If it's, if a family getting a family and having your, your kids and stuff is a priority for you, then that's, that's for you. That's your choice, you know, but you can't, you can't bash other people's decisions if they just choose not to have them. Right. It's just a different, it's a different level of understanding. It's a different lifestyle. That's all it is. It's a simple lifestyle choice. Some people are solely focused on their careers and being the absolute best at what they do and, and going to that, the top of that, whether that be their business or their, or their career. 
and they're they're married to their career and then other people are are married and they have and they have kids so they're married to their partner and they're married yeah. to the family so like the way you said it in a way yeah you are um um you are you have to that's a that's a big commitment and and people can't just jump into having kids like as like oh you know it's going to be you know fine and dandy mm-hmm. all the time and stuff and, yeah because it is a commitment right you've you're it's a financial commitment people don't like to talk about that as well right it's a financial commitment and it's a psychological commitment because you've got to um raise them and watch right. them for 20 years or 20 or however long that is or or 25 years because yeah. it's so expensive to buy a house so yeah that's <laughs> so so i totally i totally understand where you're coming from there and again you're not selfish in saying that that's just personal choice and everyone has right, the right, right to have well, a personal choice. Thank you for choice. Under, understanding so. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, and it's and it's a good that we brought this thing up because I know, you know, whatever, some people might be offended, but people need to understand that everyone has the right to their own, you know, personal life choices. And that's that's all that we're, yeah. that's all that we're discussing, right? Different views, different life choices, and everyone has, has equal opportunity, equal uh you know, opportunity to make right. those, and, those and, personal and, choices and for I themselves. Did, and I did so. uh, write an entire chapter on this topic too, so just as an FYI. So hope, uh, hope your <laughs> audience can also uh, check yeah. out the details of my opinion if they're interested in, in my book. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, those are some really good topics for sure. Um, oh, and anytime when you were in that previous relationship where you were, you know, you weren't in a good headspace, you're going through a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, what tools or practices would you recommend to others that might be going through this currently, or they've gone through a similar experience, life, life circumstances what, what tools? yourself? What, what tools? Yeah. Or like what, what advice, oh, advice, uh, advice yeah, would you give uh, them? So, well, well, at least, for me, the, the thing about me just personally is that I actually didn't even know I was in an abusive marriage. That was my, that was one of the biggest reasons I didn't leave sooner. Uh, but I really was completely maybe naive to it all. Uh, but when, when I did realize it, I was like, I, I think I'm in trouble and I need to take care of myself. So I would say to, you know, to anyone out there listening um, in this situation, if, if, if you sense that there is a, a red flag in your relationship, please, you know, don't, don't deny that, you know, cause I wasn't a lot of denial about it, uh, you know, and, and God forbid, if anything has happened to you where it's kind of escalated to it being physical, you know, it's, it's not your fault. Uh, there is no excuse for abuse and uh, that is not love. Uh, You know, love doesn't hurt. That person is just trying to control you. Uh, So, and, and it's interesting that I am saying all these things when I feel like there was, you know, just this time last year, I was in kind of stuck in the cycle myself where I couldn't understand it. But after I left, everything is a lot more clear now. Uh, You know, uh, you're, your life comes first, obviously, if, if anything has escalated or, or, you know, if anything's even verbally abusive or, or emotionally, anything doesn't even have to be, uh, you know, physical. If you're not being respected in that relationship, I would please encourage you to leave because, you know, your self-respect is a lot more important. 
uh, than just staying in an unhappy relationship where you're constantly being put down, you're constantly being disrespected by your partner, the person who claims that they love you. Uh, you know, if you're not feeling loved and secure and respected in that relationship in, in every way, you can leave. You have the freedom to leave. And there's so many resources out there that are available. Uh, but just don't, don't deny that there is an issue. If you ha- really have that feeling that, that something is wrong and you're noticing red flags, just please don't deny it. Because that's what I did for a long time. Yeah. And I would like, I liked how you talked about the, if you're not being respected, you have the right mm-hmm. to leave or just, just end it. Um, Cause that's what it comes down to. Um, men, they need to respect their partner. They, you know, like, and because it's, because it is men that are do that are doing the abuse, the verbal Most or physical them, abuse, yeah. the majority of the time, like, yep. Um, they need to respect their partner and, and this goes, you know, talk, you know, um, for anyone listening, like people need to respect each other, you know, men and women or men and men or women and women like together, like mm-hmm. people need to respect, respect one another. And that's all that it comes down to a healthy respect for one another, create, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and a healthy love for one another. That's what, you know, without verbal or physical abuse, there's no need for that. And then if there, and then if, you know, if there is someone, uh, if you are someone that is going through something like that, then. You know, utilize the resources that yeah, are available the and, and end it. Get out of there. Is that yeah. it, it is because... not your fault. You know, you didn't provoke anything. You didn't make any mistake. You know, if you know you signed up to be in that relationship, but you did not, you did not sign up to get a beating. You know, that that is the other person's fault. No, that they put their hands on you. It's not your fault. And again, and I'm saying this because I thought I provoked something to go wrong. So, uh, so that's a big, important lesson that I learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and that's a, that's a very big lesson because again, it's, it's, it's never the person it's, it's always the other person that's, that's doing the violence. That's, that is that the one that has issues and they need, they need help and they need to yeah, that's why change, I, I so. you know, I, I do say that when it comes to the topic of violence against women, it's not just a woman's issue; it's a man's issue too. And if if we say it's only a woman's mm-hmm. issue, then we give a pass to men. So I. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's not. Yeah, so it's, it's, not, it's for them yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a it's a two way street for any time stuff like this occurs. Um, and because the way I look at it, I'm like the way I always look at it when I hear about, you know, people that have gone through mm-hmm. these traumatic events in their life. Um, I'm always like, OK, well, what was the man, you know, where, how, where, where the man grew up? Um, how was his family? You know, like I'm always like, OK, you know, why? I'm always asking why. Why is he acting and behaving in this manner? Because his, yeah. his behavior was influenced by something previously in the past so that's what I'm always I always have you know quite a bit of confusion with because I'm like it just you know depending on the circumstances Mm -hmm. and you know whether they had a good upbringing or not most of the time they don't have a good upbringing but I get very confused when they actually have a good upbringing and then all of a sudden they just they they're still violent or they're still abusive so that's yeah yeah always always ask why like I was saying earlier that it does go back 
it, it all starts from the childhood and how how you were raised or what kind of house you grew up in. I know my my ex was not abused. He was he did not grow up in an abusive household. However, he did grow up in you know in in India, which of course is a very I mean, just in more more conservative culture. So I I know in his family it's that typical uh, chauvinistic mentality that you know again, like I said, it goes back to like that whole thing about patriarchy. So I, I feel like that's, that has a big part of, uh, or that has a lot to do with, with abuse too, when, you know, especially um, whether, whether the, whether the man was physically abused or not there, it's just that it depends on how they grew up, what they saw, what examples they saw around them. Do they see their, you know, their mother always compromising? Mm-hmm. Do they see their, you know, their, even if, if even if they didn't phys- see any physical abuse, it's the treatment that they saw of, of the women in the household. So I think that's probably a big part of it, especially from, from you know, with, with my ex-husband. I think that might have been a big part of it, of how he grew up. Yeah, some men, um, they might have experienced personal abuse or verbal abuse, but they still feel this yeah, need exactly. to be in control. And and I don't agree with that at all. Like, again, in my relationship, I don't care about who's in control. I don't, I'm a guy and this is a guy talking and mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. The men don't need to be in control all the time. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary. We're we're in 2020 now, and mm-hmm. you know times have changed. And although times might not have changed for other for other cultures or people elsewhere, for myself, yeah. I I don't agree with that. Um, you know, it it should be it's a two way street. Um, you know, you need to be there for your partner. You need to respect and love your partner. Yeah, and should you just be exactly. that simple? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know if I have anything else to add. I think I went ran okay. through all, most of my questions that I had for you. Unless there's, any, unless there's any other questions that you had that you wanted to discuss uh, with our uh, audience. I don't have any specific questions. Um, I would just say definitely look out for my book. It's called Watch Your Back. And again, it does a release September 1st of this year. Uh, so... I'm really hoping and praying that the world goes, you know, uh, you know, with what's happening in the world right now, of course, it's, it's heartbreaking, but I really hope, you know, someday things go back to the way it used to be again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and of course my book will also be available for pre-order, I, I think in July, but I need to double check with my, with my publisher because of the timeline. Yeah, so oh, you wow. can even That's order. It should be available um, sometime mid-summer for pre-order if you want to order from Amazon. Uh, but but yeah, definitely look out for it. And also, please, uh, you know, check out my author website. It is uh, swathisingh.org, and I'll spell my name because it is an Indian name, so it's kind of unique. It's uh, S W A T I S I N G H. Dot org. Please check out my author website. Feel free to write some comments. Uh, I am working on some blogs right now, which I'm going to be publishing on there soon. So that's why I have a coming soon page on there. And please follow me on Instagram. Uh, check out my Facebook uh, author page as well. And uh, also, I do have a LinkedIn profile. So if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, feel free to do that. 
Oh, I'll okay. definitely okay. be adding you on LinkedIn for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that'll be awesome. And then I'll, I'll forward you this audio uh, uh, sh- probably in the next few hours here. And then also I can send you a, a sample oh so- God, social media so post too. Um, should I, should I use your, one of your profile pics from your website or, or one of your uh, other profile pics from LinkedIn or something like that? For the- yeah. 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 That's good. Okay. Sounds good. So I can do that. And okay, I can forward that to so you within the next few hours leaving? here. Are we done with the recording or? Oh, we're done. Okay. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no worries. And uh, yeah. And then I can send you all that and uh, look okay. forward to having our next episode. We'll, we'll do that again. Um, we can do that mid, mid August or beginning August, whatever, whatever the timing works best for you. So then we can kind of delve more into sure. detail in some I of those chapters you in your book. Send me um, the recording of the interview. I'm going to go ahead and post it on my pages, on my social media and stuff. Sure. And and if you want, I mean, of sure. course, I yeah. can tag you. I, I don't know. I'm still learning how to do all the stuff because I'm not I, I'm not an expert with social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, but I no, yeah, no, for sure. I, I've got a lot to learn as well. Yeah. It, I can I can put in like a brief description of, of your background, too, if you're interested, if you want to send me like a anything sure. about uh, you know your background or what you'd be comfortable publishing then i can say you know sure. I, I did this interview please check out his podcast so you'll you'll get some exposure too that way definitely okay. definitely yeah for sure sure awesome well appreciate you joining us today swati and uh really appreciate you opening up and telling your story and i know it's not easy to do and i'm and i'm happy that you were you felt comfortable enough to uh, share yeah. your story on my podcast um and I know a lot, and I know a lot of other people. I know they're going to be wanting to listen to this because everyone goes through different things in their lives. And uh, you know, when someone's gone through something traumatic, and they can they can share their, they have the courage to share their story. You know, especially during a time yeah, of I crisis know. right now that we're going through. Uh, I know, I know a lot of people could be going through. I don't know, yeah. you know, tons of different stuff. Um, but it's just to let people know that there is light on the other side, despite what you've gone through, and despite. Uh, you know, I know, feeling cynical at times. Um, we've all gone through it. Um, and, uh, you know, there, there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel and uh, great things can, can, and right. can and happen and alone. they will indeed happen. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's so many. Yeah, they're not alone. Yeah. yeah there's always, um, also, there's, if you yeah. know anyone else, uh, any other resource, you and anyone else that I can do interviews with, please feel free to, you know, connect me with anyone, introduce me to anyone. I'm, I'm kind of trying to line up as many interviews as I can um from now until you know definitely whenever because i'm i'm really aggressively gonna gonna be promoting my book now no no for sure yeah and uh because i'm constantly looking at because some of my guests that i've had on they have their own podcast so i'm I'm going to continue to um filter through all my uh the guest requests to see if i can book some more interviews i've already had four this week and yeah and I'll look at, uh, yeah, for next week and okay. possibly this weekend, see what I can find for different guests and uh, podcast so shows. This, 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 was a, this was a good conversation. Thanks again. Okay. I thank you all for listening to the Will to Win podcast of this special guest series. If you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave me a comment, like, and uh, subscribe to my podcast to hear more episodes like these. And also, uh, leave me a five-star review. If you enjoyed this episode, you like the content, give me a five-star review if you liked it. And then if you had some additional feedback for me, let me know that as well. Um, I always appreciate honest feedback. 
because um, I want to make sure that this uh, that the show is the best um, you know best best podcast and best show for what I for what I'm uh, the message I'm trying to um, share with my audience about helping millennial professionals reach peak mental and physical performance. Take care.